This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Celebrate Jesus, family. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Make some noise in the house. Give your neighbor a high five and say, I see you going higher. Hallelujah. Before you sit down, tell your neighbor, you really must be so blessed to be sitting next to me today. So enjoy me while you have me close to you. Because very soon, they will go through the security, then go through the messenger, then go through protocol, then get to the receptionist, then get to my PA, then get to me. So enjoy me while you have me close. <laughs> Hallelujah. You may be seated in his presence. Great to be back home, away from home. You know, it's really been a while that, you know, uh, we, we had fellowship like this. Well, we were here during uh, celebration, but, you know, before then, it took close to, you know, two years and some months. May God punish Fauci. And if he repents, may God forgive him. Hallelujah. And uh, before we get into the word, <clears throat> I want to appreciate uh, my spiritual father, uh, Apostle Dr. Theo Vomerans, and uh, spiritual mother, both of them in absentia, but they are alive and well in San Antonio. That's Dr. Bev. Want to celebrate them? Can we just celebrate our parents and thank God for <coughs> such great, great parents? They great. I used to be scared of Apostle Theo. You know, he was just too quiet for my liking. And so, uh, and when, anytime I had an opportunity to come close, I was scared. I said, Lord, I know I have asked you to forgive me of all my hidden sins in case there's any, but you, you just have this sense of feeling that, you know, whatever you're thinking in your heart, he, he, he can pick up your thoughts, you know. <laughs> and so... But they are such wonderful, wonderful people. And uh, as I've always said, it's not so easy to grow a church and have a church you know, thrive and flourish when the founders are not physically in the building always. But that only happens when there are faithful people, when there are trustworthy people, when there are reliable people, where there are dependable people. And, and the leadership that have been working together with them and the rest of the church, you people are great people. You know, I so want you to celebrate our leaders in the house and, and everybody that's part of this great family. Uh, as we prepare to get into the word, uh, there's somebody that just came to fellowship with us. She was here, they were here during a a celebration on the last night of celebration, and it was wonderful. And that's uh, Counselor Colleen 
Makubele, and that's, uh, she's the speaker of the house in, uh, that's the Johannesburg, is it Johannesburg City? In Johannesburg. Okay, so, and she's here this morning, and I believe God is up to something in her life and a team of others that in very, very soon, the entire atmosphere in South Africa is going to change. God has heard our prayers, and God is busy working on people in the background, but at the appointed time, they will come to the foreground. Amen. And so it's good to have people that believe in Jesus, that are born again, and spirit-filled, and tongue-talking. And they're the ones that God is working on for the future of South Africa. So why don't you just stand and let the people see you, Councillor uh, Colin and your team. This is the Councillor and then the team. So thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, feel free to come here anytime. This is home, home away from home. I, I want to share this morning uh, within the few minutes that we have on the, uh, what the subject that I title, God rewards faithfulness. God is a rewarder of faithfulness. And faithful, faithfulness is from the word faithful. And to be faithful means to be loyal, means to be dependable, to be trustworthy, to be reliable, to be somebody that something, when it's committed to you, the people can go to rest and know it's done. But do you know there are some people that you, you can't trust them with anything, not even with themselves. You tell the person, look after yourself until I come. You come back, everything is messed up, just like little kids. And so God rewards faithfulness. And we want to see God's faithfulness manifest in our lives. We must be people that are also faithful. In the book of Galatians, chapter number six, verse number nine, or let's, you can start even earlier from verse number six. The Bible says, he that is taught in the world shall communicate in all his good things with his teacher. Verse number seven says, do not be deceived for God is not mocked for whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. And if you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption. You sow to the spirit, it's life everlasting. Verse 9 then says, don't be tired, don't get exhausted, don't turn back, don't quit while doing good. For at the appointed time, for God will reward. So don't be, don't be tired, don't be weary in well-doing. For at the appointed time, at the Kairos time, at the right moment, a child is not born just because the, 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 the father-to-be is, is, is feeling like, I saw my friend somewhere and he had a kid. My wife got pregnant two months ago. I also just want to show him how I also have a kid and tell the wife, honey, hurry up tomorrow. I need a kid because that man was trying to mess with me. You never can do that. Everything has a timing to it. You know, it doesn't matter what you do, how smart you are. Joseph had a dream and he shared it to his brothers, shared it to the entire family. And maybe on, on, in his mind, he's thinking this dream is going to come to pass maybe in the next month or in the next few weeks. But you know, anything that is born of God, the Bible says, overcomes the world. And so any dream that is God-birthed, God-given, God-orchestrated, and God-infused, God is capable of bringing it to pass if you learn to remain faithful to the cause. 
A lot of people are in a hurry to get things to happen, to make things happen. And if they don't happen, they push and make them happen by force. And that's why at the end, they don't have what it takes to sustain the grace and the gift and the blessing that God has blessed or put upon them. So that's why Paul in his letter to the Galatians is telling them, don't be weary while doing good. For at the appointed time, the right time you will reap if you do not faint. Or that means if you don't turn coward, you don't turn back, you don't relent in doing the good. Have you been praying? Have you been calling upon God? It's been since January, a lot of people came into the year with great dreams, with great expectations. And the world says the desire of the righteous to be granted and the expectation of the righteous will not be cut off. But now is December about to end and you're asking yourself, where is the dream? How come things have not happened? Why are things the way they are? And then you're almost, you know, been having your back against the wall and you're feeling tempted to give in and to throw in the towel. You know, in a boxing match, when you hear throw in the towel, people like us from the township, we may think it is literally carrying a towel and throwing it when you are taking a bath or a shower. Throwing in the towel basically means you are noticing that your, your, your boxer the person that you represent as a team you represent, he's boxing, but you notice that if you let him continue, you will not have money for your family. You will not have, you will not be paid because the person is gonna be sick or he will die. So what do they do? They notice this person is being beaten so much, even though there are a few rounds to go, then they throw in the towel. When they throw in the towel, they're saying it's over. The boxer may still feel like going on. He may still feel I've got stamina, I've got strength, but these people may not be boxing right now, but they have been trained to discern and to pick up when somebody's running out of steam. And to save him for tomorrow, they throw in the towel, not as a sign of defeat, but as a sign of retreat so that you can have a great comeback. Who knows, maybe the things you're going through now are not necessarily a setback for you to turn back. They are a set, a set up for you so that at the end, that thing that appears like a setback will not make you to sit back. You can come back and have a great go up because God that began the good work in you, he never starts anything that he has not already finished. Everything that God does is for a time and a season. For to everything, there's a time, there's a season and a purpose for everything that God makes and God creates. And I believe, I have this sense within me coming this day, this 11th day of December, as the year is coming to an end, that God is not done with you. God has just started and the good things that he has started in you, he does not finish it and he does not end without making sure everything ends on a great note. In the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, chapter, uh, chapter number seven and verse number eight. The Bible tells us there that the end of a matter is better than the beginning thereof. And Job, a man that went through a lot, we know Job suffered so much and it looked as if it's, things will never ever change with him. But because God is faithful, those who serve him, he makes sure that he rewards them. So God rewarded Job. He lost everything, 
The wife even tempted, told him, why don't you curse God and die? I'm tired of this. I don't know what's wrong. And Job said to the wife, don't speak like one of the foolish women. And the word says, Job maintained his integrity. In other words, Job remained faithful. He never quit. So I don't know what's going on in your life, in your family, in your business. And you are feeling like God has forgotten you. Like God is through with you. Even if you did something wrong. Do you know we are here because one, once upon a time, at one time or the other, we all have done things wrong. There was no need for Jesus to come if we all had it together. He came so that he can get us to his original plan and intent. And that's why even when you have missed it, don't quit. Because God is faithful. He will see you through. And so that's why Job then said, with all that he went through, and he said, though your beginning was small, but your latter end will greatly do what? Increase. Though your what? Your beginning was what? Small. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor. It doesn't matter where you are now. At what stage you are. Tomorrow is going to be a better day. The future will be brighter than the current. And that's why uh, the prophet said in the, uh, he said in the book of Isaiah, he tells us, he said, forget, he said, remember not the former things. For behold, I do a what? A new thing. But when you are stuck with the old, you cannot experience the new. You have, even if it's good or ugly, let the past go because God is about to do a new thing. I don't know who I came to speak to this morning, but I want to encourage you, it's not yet over until you win. God is not through with you. You are a book, you are a work in progress. You are not perfect, but the perfect one is making you perfect through his grace at work in you. Can somebody say amen? In the book of Job, the same Job, chapter number 36, verse number 11. Job went through a lot, as we said. But then, what did Job say in Job chapter 36, verse number 11? He says that if they obey and serve him, they will spend their what? Their days in pleasure or in pleasure. And their, and their years in pleasure. They will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. That means serving God equals Prosperity equals pleasure. You may not have it now. A pregnant woman never knows she goes, she's pregnant on the day she get, gets pregnant. It's always a process. Now somebody may be asking, how come you know? Are you a woman? I just know because I know. Because I've seen it. No, my wife, the day she got pregnant, the one who was guilty of making it happen never knew the one who took whatever the guilty person did never knew. All we just saw, I started seeing changes. She's spitting like a cobra. She's asking me to get things at the wrong hour when the shops are closed. And then when I go all the way, and those days I didn't have a car when we had our first son, so I had to walk a long distance to get the stuff. And I'm coming back, she says, it smells bad. And now she asked for it, I went for it, I brought it, and she doesn't want it, she wants something else. 
The shops are closed, everybody's sleeping, but she's awake, the baby is awake, whatever. So that's what happens. So you need to know, family, when God starts a work in you, he finishes it. But you may just not see it then. The fact that you, have not, you cannot see it now does not mean it does not exist. Everything that we see was there, but darkness shielded it. Darkness covered it. And God said, let there be light. The moment the light of the word of God comes into that situation, he's able to swing things around. The same you that people termed as forsaken, as nothing happening, suddenly there will be a turnaround. And I believe that before the end, before this year comes to an end, there's going to be a suddenly in somebody's business. There's going to be a suddenly in somebody's marriage. There's going to be a suddenly in somebody's business, including your ministry group, your cell group, the, whatever you are doing, because God is faithful. In the Bible, when I say in the Bible, as if I've not been saying things from the Bible. In the book of Hebrews, chapter number six, verse number nine, the right of Hebrews just to say something there, that the way he's speaking to them, he's speaking as if there's something wrong, but there's a reason why he's saying it. So I want us to quickly see Hebrews chapter numbers, uh, 6 verse 9. Where are you, Hebrews? Okay, Hebrews 6 verse 9. But beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you, yes, Things that accompany salvation. That means anytime you get saved, there are things that accompany salvation. Wow. Though we speak in this manner, for God is not unjust. Somebody say God is not unjust. To forget your work and labor of love which you have shown toward his name in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. That you do not become sluggish but imitate those who through faith and patience obtain the promise. So you and I need faith and need patience. You can't push the thing in a hurry. It needs time. That dream you have needs time. But the fact that you're going through some setbacks and challenges does not mean the dream is not from God. The dream of young Joseph, he, he went through a lot of huddles. The pit, Potiphar's house, prison. Then in prison, he interpreted the dream. Same anointing was at work. And then the people promised him the friend that got out. We're going to tell the king about you. They went and forgot. So, and now somebody may think, how come they forget? Where was God? Why would, I was faithful. I didn't do anything wrong. I even ran out naked just to protect my integrity. And God will still let them forget me in jail. First of all, get me into, allow me to get into jail. The fact that you are going through something does not mean God is the one that orchestrated it to be so, but because we have an enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, John 10, 10, but Jesus said, I am come. So the devil may have come, but it does, that doesn't, that means is the end. Even if the devil comes, even when the sickness comes, even when the trouble comes, even when the attacks come, God, with that, that attack, he prepares a way of escape. 
and he created a way for escape for the young boy. And at the appointed time, the word of the Lord came to pass. He was tried and tested, but he came out on top. I know you are being tried right now. You are being tested, but I want to assure you with God on your side, as you remain faithful to the end, he that endures to the end shall be saved. For we are not of those who draw back unto perdition, but we are of those that believe to the saving of our souls. Cast not therefore your confidence that has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience after you've done the will of God. After, not before, not during, but after you've done the will of God, you will obtain the promise. Am I too fast for some of you? Hebrews chapter number 10, from verse 35 to 39. Don't throw away your confidence, family. You have need of patience. God is not done with you. In the book of Hebrews chapter number 11, verse 6, the Bible says that so without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. For anyone that comes to God must believe that what he is. That means God always is, doesn't falter, doesn't change. There's no reversal with God. The blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich, and it adds no sorrow, Proverbs 10.22. So when God blesses you, it's blessing forever. I've received the commandment to bless. He has blessed and no one can reverse it. So God doesn't look at you and say, I'm going to change my mind. So don't, suggest, don't let that thing suggest to you that what you are going through is because God had a promise, but he changed his mind because you did some things wrong. None of us is qualified to receive anything because everything we have is by grace. It's a gift from God. It's not by perfection. It's not by how good you are. Some of you are so nasty that you should have been dead by now. But God's mercy, God's grace is keeping you, keeping me. I've made so many mistakes, but don't live in the mess because there's a message of hope for you. The Bible says there is hope in the end. There is hope. Touch your neighbor and say, it doesn't matter what you're going through now. There's hope in your end. And, and when, when Paul was writing to the uh, Corinthians, he said in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse 58, he says, be steadfast, be immovable, increasing, abounding, moving forward in the work of the Lord. So what are you doing that God has called you to do? And you are beginning to relax. You feel like relenting because things are tough. The economy is tough. Things are hard. There's, there are attacks. There are arrows everywhere. But the Bible is saying simple. Be steadfast. Immovable. Increasing. So have you been giving? And in this month of generosity, don't quit giving. Let me try and conclude by telling you my story of generosity. Everywhere we went, my wife and I, we were generous. Give here, give there, give there. One day the Lord told us, and the first time I had the only car, we celebrated that car. You know, when you wash a car when it's not dirty, it's like honeymoon with the car. And then, the Lord messed me up. I'm sitting in a church service, parked the car outside, and you know, can, you know, sometimes we're not supposed to be proud or boastful, but when you boast in the Lord, but you're actually boasting, <laughs> and so, 
So then the Lord whispered to me, that car is not yours. Give it to Pastor Joshua. I bind the devil, God. It took me so long waiting for this car. God can never give and take. No, no, no. Then something flashes my mind, but how come, how come Father Abraham waited for Isaac for all those years faithfully, never gave up, never quit, and he did not stagger at the promise of God, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. But how come God would ask him to go and sacrifice? In my mind, I answered it quick, but you know, he never gave the son. But my car is going. So, well, long and short, we finally gave out the car. And when the person came out, have you ever done a sacrifice, done some so-called generous giving, you know, where the person is taking it and you're angry? They're driving the car and you're almost feeling like, I wish that that there would be a puncture somewhere. (laughs) Then the person will know, maybe I wasn't supposed to drive this car all along. You know, so well, it happened. And so the car was gone. And then one thing after the other, God is telling us, do this, do this. And then... We will go to places. I remember going to a place in Zambia to minister for a friend of mine and the Lord. And, and, and he, he had ha- uh, two houses. He was trying to build another house, a better house. And the Lord said to me, I should sow into that house project. So I said to the Lord, you know, I don't have a house. I'm still renting. This guy has got two houses. That's unfair. You did for him and he's going for number three. I haven't even gotten half a house. In fact, not even a shack. A lot, even if you're starting me with a shack coming from a township background, at least it's a good start. Are you telling me? No, no, no. So, but I went ahead, obeyed the Lord, gave. And another person was building. And the Lord said to me, I want you to give that person 40,000. I said, 40,000? No, you can't give 40,000. We, we, people of my color, we only give $10 and 50, 50. No, 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 Lord. Lord, maybe you didn't see my color. Just check my color in case. You, because sometimes you're too much in the spirit, you can't see what pigmentation I carry. And so, long and short, released it, went to another place, and the Lord said, give 100,000. I said, now this is becoming insanity now. We kept giving, we kept giving, we kept giving. Long and short, a long, long story. But then, during COVID, I'm, I, when I turned 60, I, not, not during COVID, I turned 60 long before COVID. <laughs> now, this year I turned 66, February. So this coming February, I'll be 67. Oh, you thought I was 82? So uh, we were traveling to the States. My children have been asking, Dad, what's wrong? You've turned 50, you're still renting. How come? And you and mommy are always giving, you're always giving. Why don't you, you know, be smart? Stop giving and, and, and start, because the Bible says give and it shall be given. So you have done your giving. Let the giving back to you begin. So I said to them, no, we can't give up now. We can't quit. It's a law. It's a principle. It doesn't matter how long it's going to come to pass. Long and short, we traveled somewhere. Somebody invited us to the state during COVID when they were not giving visas to people to go to America. We were called from the visa office that two of us should come and get for an interview. And they said, don't tell others. So we went. No long story. We were given 
our visas. We got to the state, we finished preaching, finished ministry. Actually, we just attended the conference. I wasn't preaching. And so we finished, we're about to leave. And then suddenly I'm speaking with the host that invited us. And then he's we're just chatting and telling us, you know, how he has his house, he has been given to the Lord, but he hasn't concentrated on his house. He's built the church and everything is flourishing. And he said, but now he's going to face his own house. So just in passing, I wasn't thinking there was, I wasn't trying to give a clue of what my needs were. I just said, oh, just like our children have been saying to us, you, you know, you all just giving and giving till now you've not gotten a house. And I said, but we've been assuring them God is faithful. God is faithful. And then we talked and then went into other things. Then later on, he just tapped me and said, God just spoke to me now to get you a house. and furnish the house. And just before the end of last year, we, we were given 3.4 3. million cash. God is faithful. God, if I was to wait for the people where I pastor in the township, I'm gonna wait until the rapture. Yeah, they don't have the cash. So only God could do it. Who knows, maybe you've been waiting, you're not yet married because there's the best man is coming your way. Who knows, maybe that business appears is not flourishing because there's a business partner that is coming to transform so that you're not just doing something that is small. God is about to raise somebody to a place of prominence. You are thinking about Johannesburg. God is thinking about South Africa. You are thinking about Sadek. God is thinking about Africa. You are thinking about now. God is thinking about later. Don't quit. Don't give up on God. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He has that opens the door. Nobody can shut. God gives and nobody can take. He promotes and nobody can demote. God is not through with you. God is not through with you. The best of your life just started. Your better days are ahead. You are going you are going higher. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Give the Lord a shout of praise. I see a better tomorrow. I see a better tomorrow. You are ending 2022 smiling and dancing and dancing. Hey, the best of you just started. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not over until you win. It's not yet done until you go higher. Hallelujah. Every eye closed and every head bowed. Right now, in this atmosphere, God's greatest expression of faithfulness is to have remembered you in spite of you. And he did that before you saw the need for him. And he sent Jesus Christ, the Son of God, die on the cross 
shed his blood so that you can come and have a relationship with him. Maybe somebody invited you, or somehow you just were driving past or walking past, and you saw the signboard, and there's a church next to a service station, and then you came to service your spirit. And right now, God is saying, I know you by name, and I see what you've been going through. And God is saying it's not over. You don't have to throw in the towel. And he wants to give you a chance right now. You don't have to condemn yourself and feel I'm not worthy. I'm not worth receiving his love. He loves us in spite of us, family. And right now, in this atmosphere, you want to surrender to Jesus. You want, it, want him to come into your heart, forgive you your sins, and become your Lord and Savior. You don't have to do something special to earn it. It's free. Right now, you want to just say, Jesus, I give you my heart. Help me. Take me as I am. Do with me as you wish. So if that's your prayer, if that's your desire, why don't you raise up your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to become a child of God. Just raise your hand. You don't have to look around. Family, let me tell you, heaven is real and hell is real. Just like the freedom in your house is real and being behind bars is real for the offend offender. But God doesn't want you to go behind bars in hell. He wants to make peace with you now. Don't wait for tomorrow. You need Jesus, just flip that one hand up above your head and say, Pastor, I need prayer. I need God in my life. I want to start with him all over. I want to end this year with him. Somebody's going to come around you. Just make sure your hand is up. Raise that hand so that some, they can identify you. Come stand with you. And family, I want us to say this word of prayer. If you are standing, just stand on your feet if your hand is raised. Stand on your feet if your hand is raised. And if you didn't do it before, you have an opportunity to do it just before we are done. And so right now, say this word of prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for loving me and sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for me. I confess Jesus as Lord over my life. Jesus, I receive you from today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Dot com.